You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room on News Talk 770. Today, we'll share with you a couple of case studies of Macmillan clients who decided they needed a plan to guide themselves in the years ahead and to plan for the day when their legacy is to be shared among loved ones. Trust and estate planner Norman Ewing and company founder Sherry McMillan are here to tell the stories and to talk about the plans they develop to give their clients the peace of mind that comes from having a well-crafted, thoughtful plan for the years to come. But first... A reminder that Macmillan's next seminar is coming up on Thursday evening, June 1st at 7 p.m. You can pre-register by calling the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Or you can register online at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. One of the things I like about uh, some of the stories I hear are case studies of, of people who have come in to your office and maybe they have a certain expectation when they walk in the door and then they sit down and they get into some meetings with your staff and they find out that what you have in mind for them is is very different than what they had in mind for themselves and yet they like the professional expertise you bring to their situation. I think, Peter, they're very surprised because... Everyone in the community at large thinks estate planning is about dying. That's a common myth. Um, Estate planning is actually about protecting yourself through your lifespan and then protecting your heirs as a legacy through their lifespan. So it's really life planning. It's not about dying whatsoever. Now, my experience, though, over the past couple of decades is that many of us, no matter how affluent we are, share a great number of fears when we're making this transition from our working career to slowing down and fully into retirement. And it may sound odd that wealthy families are concerned about it, but they are. And so some common fears that we experience is, will I have enough? Because if I live to 100 years old, will my money last me that long? How do I protect myself from crazy things like stock market crashes, Um, you know, illness in the future. And ultimately, the other kinds of concerns they have is, what if I die prematurely before my spouse and my spouse remarries? So there's a lot of different kinds of concerns that we all share in the community. And so a great case study of this is a file that Norman had the privilege of working on in the last couple of years. And I think it's a great reflection of what Macmillan's work truly is. Norman, give us some background, if you would. Yeah, I think this is a really appropriate case to look at, uh, you know, the estate planning and retirement planning issues uh, that arise from it, because Really, what we had is we had a doctor. Uh, he had been uh, working, uh, you know, uh, throughout his career uh, as, as a physician. Uh, he had a personal corporation that he built up a lot of wealth in. Uh, he uh, did a lot of smart things uh, as far as uh, you know, contributing to RSPs and, and tax-free savings accounts and things like that. Uh, and so he built out uh, the, the the tools uh, for uh, for a very good uh, retirement. And it may seem uh, you know very easy and straightforward on the surface, um, but there was you know a lot of underlying concerns there that uh, needed to be 
addressed. Um, obviously, uh, he had been doing his part to make the uh, the contributions uh, to uh, um, the investments and that sort of thing. Um, but where his money was being managed wasn't necessarily um, meeting his expectations. There wasn't a lot of growth there. Uh, a lot of uh, um, you know growth that that did get generated was going to fees and things like that. And so there was concerns about the growth and the security of of his investments. Uh, in addition, there was of course uh, tax issues uh, that uh, you know he maybe wasn't uh, seeing right away, but um, were were things that we were leading him through because of course he had built up a lot of wealth in the uh, uh, of course the professional uh, corporation uh, during uh, his years as as a physician. He's now in retirement, uh, no longer um, practicing as a physician, but he still has a corporation with a lot of trapped wealth in it. Uh, issue of taxation: How do we get that out? Uh, also, uh, you know he's been saving and deferring taxes and and, and pushing things off in this direction, uh, and so he's got uh, very significant RSPs built up as well. Um, of course, compounding with the corporation, uh, you know, it makes the ta- tax issues uh, that more that much more difficult. Uh, and then on top of it, uh, it was a blended family as well. So, uh, you know, we were looking at uh, a scenario where. Um, uh, he had children from a previous relationship. Uh, his uh, present wife also had children from a, a previous relationship. Uh, and so we had to look at, uh, you know, structuring their retirement, uh, of course, for their needs, um, but also looking at, uh, you know, down the road in the legacy side of things to, uh, uh, you know, make sure that uh, we were wanting to uh, match their families and, and uh, uh, their, their goals in that regard. Did he have very definite ideas about what he wanted to do or was he open to listening to you and to the suggestions that you and your staff would provide. It's a really interesting time in your life when you're transitioning into retirement and people are seeking knowledge. So our role is obviously, Peter, not to tell people what to do, but to facilitate all the options that they have and share with them the pros and cons of those options. And each of us ourselves, once we have knowledge, we'll in, we're empowered and we'll select the one that suits our own situation. So I would suggest at Macmillan, we, we've never built the same plan twice because we all have our own opinions on how to design. And then, of course, when we have a blended family, two people have ideas how they should design. And so we end up in compromise, don't we, Norman? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it it creates an interesting uh, situation because often when people come in, they have, you know, some specific ideas already. They've been thinking about this, which, uh, you know, uh, we want. Uh, But sitting down with them, we've got to explore those those options. Uh, You know, in in his particular case, uh, you know, we explored some of his options. Um, You know, some of them were were easy to uh, um, work through into a a smart plan, Um, but others, there were some some concerns and cautions, and we had to raise those um, and see how we could tweak, modify, um, build the plan a little bit better for him. How long did it take to get a plan that the family was happy with? Well, traditionally, we give our families on a flat rate quote a whole calendar year to complete their estate design. I would suggest most families are done within about a six-month window. However, a lot of our families are in retirement already and they're wintering down south, so they can sometimes take up to the whole year to complete. The reason it does take this kind of time is we're not looking at it from only one facet. The entire plan is driven by your objectives and goals, but we're looking at it through many lenses. And so, for example, one lens is how does the tax impact you in your retirement years? And what sequential order should you spend your affluence? Should you spend your RSP first? Should you spend your corporate values first? And it's confusing. And so we have a number of members of our team, like accountants, and we 
look at it from the eyes of a tax point of view in the lens. And then we look at it from another lens. The other lens that we look at it from is a legal lens. Okay, if your assets in Ontario, we're going to have different tax and it has different impacts between husband and wife and blended family. So we've got to understand all the legal implications. And interestingly enough for us, the last one is the asset management of it. So the financial planning component. And people say, well, that's really peculiar, but it's really a fundamental important area in your retirement because even if you can make a great rate of return on your values, if you don't keep them and you're not efficient with how you use them, you're beating down that rate of return you have received. And so we are looking at all of those lenses to find the right balance and mix for a particular family. Did you know that charitable giving is a popular way for clients to help others? Gifts can take the form of cash, gifts in kind such as bonds, stocks or real estate, life insurance where a beneficiary can be named as a recipient, and trusts. While there are many options for leaving a charitable donation as part of your estate plan, it is important to keep in mind that different tools will be more or less effective depending on your situation. Furthermore, while you can choose which charity that you will donate to, you can only donate to charities that are either a registered Canadian charity or another qualified recipient. Read more about your options on the website under Charitable Giving at www.macmillanestate.com. Next, more on how two families created life plans that were customized specifically for their needs and wishes. You're listening to The Strong Room on News Talk 770.